Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 881. Uh, let's check in with the Nerdist Community Corkboard right off the bat. Punk band Roswell Kid has a new album out. It's called Precious Art. It's available now on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, pretty much everywhere you can find your music digitally. Speaking of digitally, Reddit user Digital Chicanery writes, My wife started a theater production company here in San Jose, California. It was just there, fine city, to benefit charities around the world. We've got a stage reading of The Diary of Anne Frank coming up Sunday, benefiting USA for UNHCR. And a full production of Extremities opening July 6th, running through July 22nd, which will benefit the YWCA and their work with victims of sexual violence. All net proceeds, and then it says parenthetically, uh, after licensing fees, everyone working on these productions is volunteer, close parentheses, will go straight to the charities they support. We're still working on getting a website, but if you're interested, more info can be found at facebook.com slash W-O-K-E-A-F-S-J. Uh, all right, this episode is Will Farrell who I have the pleasure with of working over at Funny or Die from time to time as they are executive producers uh, of the At Midnight program. This is Will's second appearance. And, it, I mean, it's it's very obvious for me to say he's one of the funniest people in all of entertainment, but he also happens to be super nice. Like, if he was a dick, I'd go, you know what? I get it. You can be a dick. You're that funny. But he's not at all. He's a terrific gentleman, and he cracks me up uh, just in person. It, just in person, he's hilarious. I think I spend most of this time just laughing all the way through. Just, I mean, some words come out. I form sentences from time to time. Uh, but then there's, uh, but that's just in between taking breaths of, of uproarious laughter. I don't know why I said it that way, but I just felt like I had to. Uproarious laughter. He's promoting The House, uh, which is with Amy Poehler, which is in theaters June 30th. So you should go see that. Um, this episode is brought to you by Blue Apron. Uh, listen. Picnics, potlucks, dinner parties, barbecues, good food is essential to a successful summer. And now you can create easy, delicious summer meals at Blue Apron because for less than $10 a meal, they're going to deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. You don't have to – It just just scoop all the guesswork out. Just take the guesswork and just throw it in your uh, – don't recycle it because you don't want someone else to have to guess. So just compost it, I guess. Yeah, let the earth deal with it. 
but it's completely flexible. You can customize your recipes each week, choose a delivery option that fits your needs, and the freshness is guaranteed. Uh, that's the promise that every ingredient will arrive ready to cook or they will make it right. So just some sample meals, seared chicken, creamy pasta salad, summer squash, and sweet peppers, or creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles and sweet potato wedges, or fresh basil fettuccine pasta with sweet corn and cubanelle pepper. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Nerdist. You are going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. And I think it's great just to not have to expend any mental energy on what you're going to eat that day. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but but when your life needs to be run very efficiently, that that really helps. That's blueapron.com slash Nerdist. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Here's Nerdist Podcast number 881 with Will Ferrell. Katie, roll the thing. Roll the thing. Uproarious rolling laughter. Now entering Nerdist.com. I always dress up for podcasts. I like do. <laughs> I wish I did. Now I feel bad. Cool. Hey, how's it going? You're very underdressed. I really, podcast. this is not reasonable on my end at all. Look at your in-house operation. Yeah, well this is, I don't know if you ever came in this way, but my dressing room is in there and that connects to the At Midnight wow. stage. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Good. We, only time I, the only other time we did it was because we're still over at. Uh, we were at the comic book store. The, yeah. Yeah. But when I started doing this show, it was just impossible to go anywhere else, so we just do it here. Um, at midnight is uh, a show that uh, you, you. You know what? It's uh, a show. Yeah. I produce technically. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> is technically true. It's a funnier die show. Yeah. It is yeah. a funnier die show. Have you? Have you appreciated my presence at the show? You know, sometimes I find All it a little meeting, oppressive. Well, it's like I, I know, have like, to be on top of things. <laughs> it's like, you know, every... <laughs> do you have to say points like that? Could you just say it like this? Like, yeah, okay, Will, you know, we got to come in and get I'm a the, stickler. the Will notes. I'm a stickler. I mean, it's amazing that you find time to give notes on every episode. It's a four-day-a-week show. I come in once a week and dress you guys down. <laughs> it's really... So that you can build yourselves back up. <laughs> well, I... And look at the results. Yeah, I mean, right? I guess that works, you know. How many I mean, seasons now? Four seasons. Yep. Yeah, we've been four seasons. Thanks to me. Well, it's all... Yeah, it is It is thanks to you. Even and... though you thought of the idea. No, I didn't actually think of the idea. I, I, I just came in and, you know, but, I, but it would not be... Yeah, I don't think the show would be what it would what it is without, without my, your constant my input. Ex- exactly. And so <laughs> what my are you obsessive. Like, what network is that show on? Compulsive. <laughs> A lot I mean, of times, I just give you wardrobe notes. Wardrobe Constant, notes. Yeah. Less ties, more ties. Yeah. Your hair was too spiky, not spiky enough. Try a headband. Yeah. Try a headband. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an eye patch. Do an eye patch this time. What about a pirate episode? And I give say. a lot of like, get that one guy back. He's really funny. And I always say, I don't know what guy you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy. Get the guy back. You just seem to get madder the less I I know what you're talking about. So you've it's broken like a, a lot of things. I'm like a real producer. Yeah, you're like a real producer. <laughs> super coked up. <laughs> 
it's like and non-specific vague notes. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's like I don't. I've never seen someone punch themselves in the dick so many times. Like, get a fucking come on, the headband. do it, do it, do what I say. It's funny because I was but, talking to Joe yeah. Farrell about you, right? Uh, the other Farrell, sweet Joe died. Farrell, sweet Joe Farrell. Yeah, and just about how like unaffected you are by the business <laughs> and by everything and just just like still... it's starting to make me feel self-conscious <laughs> is it no not but it is funny that yeah i'm people are waiting for the other shoe to drop and you know are kind of like what's the trick here what's going on there's got to be some sort of loophole <laughs> and there isn't and there yeah there really isn't you know just that you know i think uh uh, yeah, kind of. I've always never taken for granted the work that we all get to do, and yeah. and the fact that it's so hard to get there. And you know, kind of had a glimpse of that growing up with my dad being a musician, and and kind of seeing like, oh, that's that's not easy to do day in and day out. So you know, I think I had a very realistic perspective kind of going into all this. So, but it's really healthy because I think. I think maybe Anna Gasteyer said, oh, yeah, you know, if we ever did a sketch on SNL, yeah. and if the sketch didn't land, Will had a great attitude. He'd just come off stage and go, well, we really stunk up the joint, <laughs> and then just move on to the next thing, like without, but without any, any negative, like it was just like, oh, well, that, no, no, well, we gave it a shot. That was, uh, you know, one of the best encounters I had early on at SNL was uh, sitting at an after party with Kevin Nealon, mm-hmm. and he was so nice, came up and said hi. He's like, you're funny. You're also <laughs> tall. Tall guys do well, and uh, on the show, <laughs> I go okay, good. Uh, and he, but then I, I don't. You know, we joked around with each other for a while, and then he's like, you know, though, here's here's the whole secret. You just need about eight to ten things to land throughout the course of a season, and the rest doesn't matter. As long as you can look back, and there was like eight funny things you did. <laughs> Tenth, I was like, gosh, you're right. It's like a it's like a baseball player, you know. Yeah. If you hit 300, which is you're still failing 70 percent of the time, absolutely. Uh, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, I which I just kept thinking, oh, that's not a bad approach. That and I made uh, Adam McKay and I always talk about this. I made a point to tell all the writers, like, hey, you know how you sometimes just need a a guy to deliver the pizza in the sketch. I'm happy to play the pizza guy. <laughs> Because I found that even like a two-line little part where you could just have a weird attitude or wear a headband. Yep. Like I'm always on your case for. <sighs> PTSD. Start wearing notes. Uh, I would sometimes find a way to get a stupid laugh just off of a small little thing. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, just, you know, there's always opportunities. That's and, yeah. so smart. Yeah. And then it, it worked because there were there were other – some, you know, along the way – kind of environment is ego charged some people will be like i'm not gonna just come in and read two lines in your sketch no i want to play the main part right and i was like oh no don't turn those <laughs> things down you can uh there was do you know norm hiscock do you know uh, yeah right? I know yeah, is, yeah yeah norm, norm wrote a sketch where it was like uh something the sketch was <laughs> just where people were playing beach volleyball and i was literally an off-camera voice that just every fourth beat would go beach volleyball <laughs> sketch, 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 sketch. Beach volleyball, and I said it about ten times, through the, and would just get a laugh every single time. So I was like, okay, that's a good thing to to remember. That's so yeah. that's so sharp because yeah. it really is. You 
because when you think about how competitive that environment must be right. for stage time and yeah, for yeah, like, yeah. oh, I got to lock in and get my character and then and, my movie and then the... There we go. And just, yep. like, no, just... What's my thing? What's my what's my Dieter from Sprockets? Hit, hit 300 or even 270. <laughs> That's incredible. That is an incredible way to approach that. And also because I think with everything in life, everyone really grades themselves on a complete like zero or a hundred percent for sure, and it's okay to like yeah. the mid range. You can still get some. Now success. I have to I have to footnote it by saying, I think I that I was able to have that approach because we all the year we came in there was it was a brand new cast. Now, right. Had I been, you know, some of these years you see a brand one person just piecemealed in. Right. And that's when you're desperately trying to. <laughs> claw your way claw through your the way. noise, yeah. But we were forced. It just Lauren Michaels was forced to use all of us at one time, <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. That's I. Um, I just did this thing at NBC for Red Nose Day, and we yeah. shot stuff at Eight H. Okay, and yeah. so I was like, I my dressing room for the day was like right off the hallway and so all day long you know it's we were an intimidating place it, right it it's super small it's so much smaller than you but think and it's also like ooh, it's it's kind of exciting but intimidating all at the same time yeah. i mean it's like almost like the walls are haunted yeah. with <laughs> decades of and you just feel it and you can feel all of it like oh my god and then and when you think yeah. about it too much it's overwhelming right 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 what is happening here yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. And the one time yeah. you can't you can't <laughs> yeah but it was you can't do it but seeing all of the casts um uh group shots all yeah. the way down the hallway i mean the history is yeah. is so overwhelming and that was and cuz when we had to audition we had to wait in that hallway <laughs> <laughs> on the outside of the doors just pacing while you listen to the person in front of you oh, no. auditioning no. and trying to remember what you were going to go through and then like kind of listening to them going oh, that, that was oh that was kind of funny oh that wasn't that wasn't that funny okay I'm fine and then and then the door would just swing out like next and then get it do, do, do your audition on the you know the tongue of the stage where the host delivers the monologue and go. Oh my yeah. god! So, do I just start now? We, so I just start to, now to an empty studio. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're yeah you're yeah. doing you're doing comedy for almost no yeah. for like one guy basically. Is it just Lauren in there? Or is it, it like was Lauren it was Lauren in the shadows. There was like a little panel, <laughs> and just you could just see a, a lit ember of a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> glowing, and then not glowing, and glowing. <laughs> You're trying to judge. Is the glowing good? You did. You literally performed in a vacuum. Now, now I hear that they go and they watch people do sets at comedy clubs and oh, more gotcha. organic, you know, arenas, right. for being funny. But when we had to do it, it was cuckoo. Yeah. And do you prefer the schedule of a movie? Over, I, I don't know if anyone does anyone really prefer, prefer the SNS prefer schedules. Uh, new new ninety minutes of comedy every week, and you're going to do it live. Go, uh, uh, what? I don't know. That was a fun, once you got used to it. That was a fun schedule. Yeah, but but then going back and hosting, I was like, oh, I'm so out of shape. I don't know how I did that for seven years. So, uh, you know, and 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 then a movie is very long, but it's short spurts so it's it's kind of apples and oranges or or bananas or bananas too. as i look at jungle banana ice cream yeah it's an old uh it's an old inspired jungle book by sign walt from disney's a... current great animated movie the jungle book 
Yeah, I'm not sure where I got that, but it was uh, it was in an antique store, and I knew I would be the only person who would buy that. And they they want to make they want to make sure that you ask for a taste spoon. Yeah, that's that's King Louis, the yep. orangutan, who right. says, "Ask for a taste spoon," uh, as he's shoving a banana in his mouth. So that's a little a bit of a mixed message. <laughs> Like, is a banana, does he think a banana is a taste spoon? I mean, he is an ape. I don't know how he's saying he's that, He's a great too. ape, so to him, maybe yeah. a banana is a spoon. Yeah, he doesn't maybe. really know what a banana maybe. is. Uh, and then anyway. blue. Bears love bananas. <laughs> you know you see him all the time eating bananas, Bear. Blue's got all the bananas. He can there. carry so many. <laughs> he's, he's, he's so huge. That's, well, that's why he likes a banana. Yeah. They make him feel powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes him feel powerful because yeah. he can carry so many. Wait, uh, guy, we're, we're, we're going all over the place. Anywhere here. you want. Um Speaking of the Jungle Book, mm-hmm. and speaking of SNL, yes. Uh, so one of the one of the sketches that somehow found its way on the air was the cowbell sketch, of course, with Christopher Walken, with, with a very <laughs> circuitous route. <laughs> I don't know how it made it on, but it somehow did. That's a side story. But Christopher Walken does the voice in the last Jungle Book of the great orangutan. Yes. And as they're trying to fire, I, I think Mo, Mowgli? Mowgli, yeah. Steps on a cowbell. What? He just noticed it. Oh, that's fantastic. So, thank you, John Favreau. That is... that little... It is amazing that the... Homage. That I'm sure or, at least, that, or at least I'm just making it up in my head. I'm but sure it's there... It's gotta be, right? And that's where you hear everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> It is weird to get the more cowbell notes now, in the At Midnight. We still haven't. What if I brought up 10 different movies? <laughs> <laughs> There's cowbell references. And then I feel like. But I'm pretty sure. If you watch Amistad, <laughs> I'm sure. Right. Some, that they, there is. Somewhere no. in there. But no, but I that's very likely. that was a direct. There ha- that, had to be. that had to be. Yeah. And, and that had to be. And that's the other uh, fun, unpredictable part about comedy is that you can, you can, com- you can throw yourself into something and think. This is going to be the thing. Yeah. People are going to fucking make shirts out of it, and it's going to be a movie. Right. And then nothing. No. And you go, I don't know, just more cowbell yeah. thing. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then that's the thing people talk about a forever. Sketch that I tried before that no one really laughed at, and then <laughs> I thought, wait, Christopher Walken, he could, he could do it. <laughs> that's him and going. Then, ask for a yeah, taste ask, spoon. You know, you're going to want to ask for a taste spoon. That was a terrible Christopher Walken. <laughs> by the way. That was Christopher Walken after. Do you like, want to put that in special features? A handful of ambient. Terrible no, we're gonna, Chris Walken. We're going to put yeah. that in. Okay. Well, no, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll keep it in the main, <laughs> and then we'll we'll do the commentary. I mean, we do the commentary afterwards. We'll highlight it. We'll like that part. What was your motivation for terrible Christopher Walken? I just thought, what if Christopher Walken was half dead? <laughs> what would he sound like? Uh, but would you think there's anything to that idea that when you don't put too much preciousness into something that it just i think for sure i mean it's it's uh you know i think it's i think for sure that that kind of recipe which is not really a recipe just kind of haphazardly launching yourself into something usually that's when some cool things happen and it, it it always you know it's like that thing of like we want it to go viral well, right. Of course we do. <laughs> we all so, do. So you're saying you want it so, to succeed. So make it. So we'll try to make it go. But, you know, the things that go viral were unintentional or slightly intentional or, you know, so. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think if you uh, back to baseball, mm-hmm. you can't grip the bat too tightly. It's got to be loose. How come? Right. I don't. Why, why is that? Well, 
just so you have more flexibility For, to do yeah. oh to, to, hit, to the, hit the ball hit the ball yeah yeah got it got it got it yeah now you're gonna the bat's gonna go flying out of your hands <laughs> of course fifty percent of the time <laughs> and hit someone and strike front. someone yes. and you will be sued <laughs> but but the result. <laughs> Well, that's what I think is. Uh, but know. I also, I love, I, you know, I also love when people are like, how, "How does it feel? Is it going to be funny?" I'm like, "It's either going to be funny or it's going to be terrible." <laughs> well, we don't know, <laughs> and the, it's always met with like such disillusionment. Like, oh, well, you don't know for sure. No, how could you know? How could you? We never know. Yeah, <laughs> you never know what's going to hit on. Hey, Deb, will you run in and turn the air on? Do you know how to do that? Yeah. Yeah, just we you just flick it on, just because it, it's going to start getting real toasty in here. Jackets are going to end up coming off. Sweat will be uh, produced. Do you get? Do people comment on the wallpaper when they people come often here all comment the time? on the wallpaper? Yeah. Um, and a lot, what's funny is a lot of times they don't notice it for a while. Oh gosh, I notice it right away, and then they'll go, "Oh, oh, wait, is that?" And it's fuzzy oh. uh, at the same time. I noticed that. I noticed uh, popular science with the home computer. The new five hundred and ninety-five dollar computer, computer, which is—is it—is it an Apple? It's not an Apple. No, 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 no. That's, it's like uh, a Commodore. This is a. This is a. Uh, it's a Commodore. Yeah. Ah. This is the Commodore Pet. Okay. Uh, this is from. I don't know what year this is from. Oh, 78. Hmm. 1978. Uh, it's from nineteen seventy-eight. So you have the first really promising U.S. man-powered <laughs> aircraft, and you got VW's sixty-mile-per-gallon turbo diesel safety car. Okay. Um, you know, when turbo diesel, of course, everyone has a turbo diesel car now, so they really saw that coming. And, uh, but it's a safety car. It's it's also safe. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, yeah. These are all these these really are. This represents all the different facets of my my brain: Star Wars, computers, Ren and Stimpy, Tron, perfect uh, cartoons, Jungle Book. Oh, you got uh, Chevy Chase up there. But with Clark Griswold. Oh, Clark. Yeah. Got yeah. It. I thought it was like for Clark shoes. <laughs> Because it's the same font. If you're being Clark. chased, put on <laughs> Clark, some, your Clarks. Clark. I'm Chevy Chase. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really, I loved seeing in uh, in The House, the movie that you're promoting at the moment. Right. What a great collection of comedy humans. Yeah. Besides Amy Poehler, you also got uh, Jason Mantzoukas. I saw, I saw Rob Hubel Rob in there. Hubel, Nick Kroll. Um, we've got... Uh, um, Andrea Savage. Love her. Lennon Parham. Yep. Um, yeah. A whole a whole amazing ensemble. Uh which which was one of the reasons why, you know, we really wanted to make the movie. Uh, you know, first and foremost that it seemed like a funny and different kind of premise, but also that it kinda had that that one of the feelings that I had when we made old school, which was just a bunch of funny people right. getting to kinda all you know, share in in the in the madcap. And do they zaniness. do they kind of come in and do like an improv pass? Do they do an improv? I you know there was plenty of all that. I mean, it was it was a uh, um, you know I think yeah everyone was able to kind of get to do their thing and uh, and everyone was subsequently comfortable playing off of that off of each other and uh, uh, at, at which point we sometimes had to like we got to move on. Right, we're riffing for <laughs> two hours on. Did we get anything that's written? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. but we got to move on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully this works. But Andrew, the director, he he was uh, he was good about kind of figuring out when to kind of head that off and 
and move on. But, uh, uh, yeah, but, you know, that creates such an energy every day when you come to work that everyone's, you know, excited to play and, uh, and improve upon what's there. And, uh, yeah, it's great. What is it that makes you, what, what, what is it in your head that makes you go, Hey, here's a thing that is worth me leaving the house, you know, for a few months <laughs> to go do when I don't have to, I mean, you don't right. really, if you didn't want to work, you really wouldn't have to. So what is it that, what is it that motivates you? Like what, what gets you out to I, do it? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's just you know looking for for the next thing that that feels slightly different from what I've done, you know, previously. Um also combinations of work, you know, hadn't Amy and I had worked together uh once before. I mean, SNL, we our overlap was only 1 year and we had worked on Blades of Glory but our our character arcs kind of really didn't intersect that much. And this was, this would have been, it was always pitched as Amy and I together. Right. And that with the premise of, you know, um, suburban couple trying to pay for their daughter's college by opening up an illegal casino. I was good. I was good. (laughs) And getting to shoot in Los Angeles. So, (laughs) Oh wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So all of those things put together uh, were made it made it something I really wanted to do. Was this a Gary Sanchez production? It was. Yes. Do you work outside the Sanchez? I uh, certainly, I certainly do. But um, but now we're kind of getting so many things brought to us that we end up being part of the producing team, regardless. So, uh, uh, and Gary gets a little. Testy. Sure. If you, if you stray. Yeah, I understand. You know, we'll hear from him. So a lot of the aggression that you get from him, you pass to me with yeah, your well, aggressive at midnight. And you are so lucky that Gary himself has not come. <laughs> so you're really the buffer but, between us. Because I don't think I've ever actually, I don't think he's ever made an appearance. He only, only He's only been photographed. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So you're really kind of protecting him. Yes. Yeah, for 100%. sure. Uh, and he doesn't like – he doesn't want to meet a lot of people. No, not at all. he loves films and television. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't like the people. If we could just take the people out of that. in Paraguay and <laughs> at his banana farm and, <laughs> and, and yes, as for a teaspoon. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to have to post a picture of this. Like, I know. What the fuck are they yeah, talking about? Yeah. Oh, it's this thing. Uh, <clears throat> what is your? How much responsibility do you have at between Funny or Die and Gary Sanchez? Like, how involved do you like to be? Well, it definitely ebbs and flow. I mean, I mean, you know, Funny or Die has become with Mike Farah and his whole team, and uh, and people like Joe has has kind of become this. You know, what would you call it? a aircraft carrier <laughs> right that's just moving through the ocean and uh you know it it really in a way runs itself uh you, you know we kind of chime in every now and then editorially and they listen to us or they don't but uh but that's kind of running itself and then uh yeah I'll kind of it, it depends it's hard for me to kind of in terms of Gary Sanchez to you know look at every script or watch a DVD of a pilot we sure. made if, if we're working. But when it, when it kind of slows down for me and I have time, I kind of try to catch up. Yeah. And then there's, and then there's 
absolutely times where someone comes up to me and is like, hey, we're doing a project with you. You know, the... Do you fake so it or so, do you go, I don't know? I go, I, go, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I go, I, use, I fake it. I say, oh, I've been out of town. Oh, that's Boy, good. I'm like, oh, no, I haven't. I don't know. I mean, that's weird because I've been seeing you at the I Starbucks. Don't I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> then I have to send an email. Is there something called uh, Judy's song that we're producing? You know, that, I feel like that'd be a great way to trick your way into productions if you see Will Ferrell on the street and go, hey, right. we're doing that right, thing. Right, and then Will right. goes, oh, I guess we're doing yeah. that thing. Yeah. And then the next yeah. thing, Judy's song is yeah. winning is, the Oscar. Is, is, or, or on true television. <laughs> <laughs> or CISO. Nothing against True TV. <laughs> no, but, not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. But but definitely yeah. not. You couldn't yeah. win an Oscar if you were yeah. on True TV because it's not yeah. the same. It's not the same. Not the same platform. Right. And I don't think anyone would be yeah. upset by that. But uh, yeah, so I have to try to kind of divide my time between. You know, we have three rascally boys at home mm-hmm. that I try to. I try to be somewhat of a, you know, a father who's involved sure. in their lives, and. Uh, um. Yeah. So. How do you raise a friend of mine who is uh, also very successful? Is like I'm in this weird place where I want to be able to give my kids all the things I didn't have, but I don't want to turn them into douchebags. Oh, constant conversation <laughs> in our household. Yeah, yeah. We're always well. You know, you 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 just understand that they're not. They're just living a different life than you lived. Right. And so you you try to address that right and talk about how lucky you are (laughs) except one of my kids one day was like dad our house is kind of old no it's a really nice house yeah but it's i mean it's kind of old like what are you implying that we need to tear it down like no no i love it he wanted uh, you to move to like a newer house Yeah. yeah i guess um, but no, we always have big check-ins like, Hey, you guys, just so you know, a lot of kids don't get to do this your age. You got to just it's... make them get jobs at like 13. <laughs> like, well, you're gonna have to pay rent now. And it's met with, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. But are we going to the box or are we, <laughs> are our seats on the floor? No. <laughs> are we going to play in this one? Yeah. No. Which is why I love a great kind of equalizer moment is uh, I went to I went to USC and we we in the fall go to a couple USC football games and I literally have my tickets in the last row. Oh nice. So the 77th row. Nice. <laughs> and the same the same middle child who asked said our house was old also said <laughs> Dad, are we going to sit in a suite? I'm like, it's the Coliseum. It's a really old stadium. It doesn't have suites. I'm like, I know, but you don't know that. Are, are we? Are you sure we're not going to sit in a suite? I'm like, I can guarantee you, they don't exist, and we're in the back. Is yeah. it upsetting to you that your middle child is definitely becoming an agent? He, he, he's now turning the corner. Though. Okay, good. Yeah, he's like, he's now has moments where like, Dad, this, we're really lucky to do this, right? And I'm like, we so we really are, and I'm, I'm really glad that you're. You're acknowledging that. So we're going to go in the suite? No, yeah. you can't. <clears throat> you can't. And because you showed such gratitude, <laughs> we are, you, are get, you get to play in the game <laughs> with the Lakers. Now, it's only for 30 seconds, but, but I've spent a lot of money. To, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's a constant. We're trying to not raise three Hollywood assholes. Well, because yeah. you, even even <clears throat> without any privilege... Teenagers just go through the asshole phase mm-hmm. because they're testing mm-hmm. boundaries, they're experimenting with their identity. Yeah. 
they need to know where they fit in. You know, unfortunately, there's a pecking order, and they try to find where they. The live other, in. the other kind of modern manifestation of you know the the call, our oldest is 13, but he's already heard about this this gap year mm-hmm. that kids are now taking. Right? It's like, Dad, I might do a gap year. What's a gap year? That's a lot of uh, people are kids are graduating from high school, taking a year off, oh, and then going to college. Gotcha. He's only in seventh grade. He's already talking, <laughs> he's already talking about, about the gap year. The gap year. <laughs> and he's like, I might do a gap year. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I could, you know, if you wanted to work or, uh, you know, you get a job or go work for a charity. Or he's like, what? <laughs> no. No, I'm just going to hang. I'm like, oh, yeah. That, that's not, a- not. Just go to Europe. Yeah. You know, just live. <laughs> just live for a while. <laughs> you can. Uh, so that's. That'll be an argument. Well, you know what's interesting about that is that, that so he's in seventh grade now, so he'll graduate in five years. To him, five years feels like a hundred years. Yeah, but for to sure. You five years is like what the fucking? How yeah. was it? Two thousand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah, yeah. How are you? We'll be here before we know it. Yeah. And so maybe you should be planning the gap year. I know. I gotta <laughs> operation stop the stop the thinking about gap gap years. Maybe maybe there's yeah. maybe there's some sort of a. <clears throat> Maybe there's a maybe there's a comedy movie somewhere in there where your kid wants a gap year, and so the rich father's like, "I know what I'll do. I'll plan to have my own son kidnapped and just treated like shit for a year to try to get to, right. to try to you know to like right. reset his values yes. for adulthood." Uh, I like it. Do you want me to kidnap your kids for a year? Oh no no no. Oh, okay, all right. No, well, no. that's what I'm like. in a fictional. You no, know, people can't see the podcast, but you yeah. you kind of winked a little bit, so I just well, no, no no no, I didn't mean. Oh, okay. Literally, dude. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So wait, are you saying no? Is that just for the podcast audience, or am I supposed to read between I'm the lines? I'm saying let's talk about this later. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Ow, you're hurting me. I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to sit on you. That's all right. It was a very strange choice. I didn't mean to choice. crawl. I didn't mean to <clears throat> stealthily crawl across very, the table and si- sit on you. silently, <laughs> and uh, but you know, not a lot of room under the table, but you managed to do it, and then get back to your seat for the appointment. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Stay on mic the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like improv radio, because yeah. it's just the idea that, like, yeah. yeah, you know, we could just, it could be whatever. It doesn't matter. Do you miss doing a lot of live stage stuff? You guys, you did a tour for a while. Like, didn't you do, did you do a tour with Andrea Savage? You guys were touring. We did, we did that once. I, you know... I did I did my time at the Groundlings and then uh we did the we did that funnier die tour um and then I did the Broadway show oh yeah the W and show and that's and occasionally I'll do like a charity thing where I'm kind of the host and yeah. but I, I I you know when I really think to like the resume of stage work it's I haven't done I haven't done that much. It's not it's not like I was you know, when you meet all these guys everyone from Second City was I was on Tour Co for right. two years. Right. And, and uh um so I I don't really view myself uh as as experienced as being on stage as you might think. Um uh but the times I've gotten to do it, it's it's the best. Yeah. I even think even just the, since the short amount of, in the short amount of time than, since you did the Broadway show, it's crazy how much things have changed to the extent that if you were doing that now and it was a Trump show, people would the, like the their protest people would be throwing so, bags of shit at you. Like would, or it would be 
so gigantic. Yeah, it's, it's so like, true. It's it's kind of it was kind of a quaint. We're kind of not cool as a culture yeah. anymore. There's like it's yeah. either. I agree with this, or I'm right. going to fucking murder right, you. Right, right, right. And it does not feel fun or safe anymore. Like that form of satire feels. No, and I remember going out because when we did the when we did the Bush show, we literally did it because uh, I had the idea. Oh, our first preview night should be on January 20th, right? Inauguration day, and because the whole premise was uh, that. So I, I began every show. As if I was being dropped onto the stage <laughs> out of the helicopter. Is it Marine One? That's the helicopter, right? That the, I guess so, I think, yeah. I think that's the helicopter that uh, when when the former first family leaves the White House, the, the new first family waves, waves to them as they board the helicopter and they fly away. <laughs> Get out. Yes. <laughs> and so the, I wanted to create the image that I was being lowered literally onto the stage <laughs> from, the from the White House. And and we had an actor playing the Marine and he unhooked me and I like gave him a thumbs up and he wouldn't he wouldn't he just got pulled back up. So there I was hanging on a wire <laughs> before every night's performance going, oh, why did I agree to do this? Uh, but um but I remember I remember people I remember Chris Rock in particular coming backstage and goes God, you're a brave, you're a brave man for doing that show in front of people. I'm like, why? I why? And because he, he thought he, he thought there'd be more protest. I think he was in, implying that that someone would run up on stage in protest and tackle me. And but there was never a feeling of of uh, the audience would play with me, right? You know, in terms of like yelling things out uh, from time to time. Uh, but there was never a feeling of stepping out there. To where, like you said, today's environment, Not, it if wouldn't. you were playing Trump in a yeah. – it'd either be absolutely loved or people would be brandishing you know, well, I think also you have billy a lot clubs of, or something. I, I don't think know. You, I think you had a lot of credit built up. And yeah, you yeah, yeah. on the show. Totally. And so it wasn't, totally. it wasn't out of left field. And, and it was in New York where you know, W wasn't necessarily loved. And right. It was definitely a, a, a home field advantage. Uh, and they were uh, – they literally were thirsting to get to hear something from this fictional president. Right. Because he didn't – you know, that if you think about that last year of his presidency, he barely had any press conferences. He kind of just, you know, <laughs> Remember <hit in> that seclusion <laughs> with his 23 percent approval rating or whatever it was right. at the time. And now, ironically, he's – he seems like this kindly <laughs> – Sane, you know, voice of reason. Listen, I can't imagine what. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine ever wanting to be president. Even just right. wanting to be president feels like you'd have to be a little nuts to want that job. And then what it must do to you. And yet, watching the current situation, there is a part of you, though, that now goes, well, gosh, what I'm watching, I think I could at least. Keep a schedule. <laughs> if they told her to be. Listen to the experts. Read the teleprompters. Stay off Twitter. Maintain <laughs> strategic relationships. <laughs> and start every meeting by going, okay, look, I'm new here. I don't know exactly know, but can you guys walk me through what should we try to do? Right. And then make a decision. Right. It may not be great or brilliant, but no. we all, I think, have the capacity to 
to do that more than what's happening. Well, I'm, I'm hearing, yeah. I'm hearing, you know, there's, there, there's, there are these, uh, the, the mythos of the rock yeah. in 2020 is now. Oh, building, oh, really? Where I heard some, yeah. Is that actually? I, well, I had a, I had a crazy. Speaking of the rock, I uh, just finished working on a film out of town in Boston. Happened to stay at a hotel that has a gym in it that also has a basketball court. So I would notice that the visiting NBA teams playing the Celtics would stay in that hotel because okay. they could use yeah, they could use that gym to do their you know light workout you know and so this last round of the playoffs before the finals the cavaliers were there because they were playing the, the celtics and i see lebron james yep and i walk up to him because i'm like well i gotta say i did lebron james i've never i haven't done that one yet and uh what comes out of my mouth isn't that you know i'm not trying to be funny or uh, talk to him about sports i'm like look I had a conversation with my wife you need to think about running for president. <laughs> so it's like we're now we've now been put into this headspace of like who could run. Oh yeah, no. Oh, yeah. that's an option now. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Well, now we should just look at everyone. And, I, and he just started laughing. I go, look, I'm not. Kid- I'm just planting the seeds here. Look, you're extremely popular. You know, you're you're very articulate. You you're from Cleveland. Yep. You know the plight of the of the Steel Belt and the in the Midwest, and you came back to Cleveland, your hometown, to play. Just think about it. There's no it's reason. It's a great story. There is no reason that he couldn't <laughs> that he that he couldn't do that. But it, it just struck me. Oh, that was my opportunity to say hello to Braun. And that's <laughs> I what, feel like, that's what came out of my mouth. I feel yeah. like you could run in character, <laughs> and it would st- it would still. But you're right. You do, who who wants to who wants the scrutiny? Who wants the you know? There's just know. stuff that you, yeah. How could you have it in your head? Yeah. I mean, you find out things like, and I, I mean, I think one of the most challenging things for our culture right now is how do you even know what's real anymore? How do you even know totally. what information is real? How do you source it? What's the actual truth? Because I feel like we're all able to sort of build whatever truth we want to see yeah. more than any other time in history. So how would you even know if someone told you something? How would you be like, wait, is that real? Is that what do I? Because they're getting yeah. stuff that's not necessarily real and talking about it and going, oh, actually, that turned out to be a fake story. That's not yeah. a real thing. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. fuck. I yeah. don't even know anymore. Yeah. So, what would anyway. be your first decree as president? What would you do? Decree. Uh, it would be a decree. <laughs> it would be a de- there I are would decrees stand now. <laughs> on the balcony. <laughs> What's that little balcony they have up above? Anyway, the uh, I don't know what that is. I don't even think it faces. Uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. Just faces a just the back. Just give a decree. There's no one there. (laughs) Just a couple of guard dogs in the backyard. Yeah. Um, What would be my decree? Well, ask for a (laughs) teaspoon. As I. As we referenced, jungle, jungle in every, every purse of in every mouth. pot, in every well, Will's running on the taste banana platform, ice cream for every. If you ran uh, on that platform, you would do surprisingly well. Do you know? You know what? My one thing I don't understand is why, and I've I've mentioned this to the few politicians who will listen to me, why it isn't a a cause that we don't make voting a holiday. Oh, to vote so that yeah. people can go do it. So, in other words, the same way Republicans attacked Obamacare sixty something times and kept right. trying to repeal it, why don't the Democrats just bring it up every three months? A bill that we either get to vote on the weekends or we Tuesday 
is a national holiday. That's a great idea because it's not it's not partisan. It's just but but the people I've brought it up to say, oh yeah, I don't know why. But so that's where it makes you go. Oh, are they all in cahoots with each other? Like do they? I I don't even do think they, it's that organized. Isn't I think, it weird? Though, I think that I, we don't. I just yeah. think the bureaucracy involved yeah. with creating a holiday. Oh, then is so makes people's head spin. I think, yeah, yeah. I just think the the paperwork okay. and the the paper trail, getting it up, and then, yeah. But, but yeah, because who wouldn't want a day off? And also, that would be a great decree. That would be an huh? amazing decree. National, uh, 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 you feel super patriotic. You get the day off. You go vote. You, then you'd have like a a chili party at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be part of the decree. So that voting, be, you have to. You can only eat chili. Only eat chili on. There'd be a cup of chili waiting yep, for you. Yep. Yeah. And Hot it would chili. Be an I voted cup. Right. I voted. <laughs> People would have chili stains. Oh, I saw you voted. Oh yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. yeah. Just like the Ash for Ash Wednesday, you, know you see the Don't chili go stains vote on at that bin. one polling place. Oh, they got terrible vile. chili. Yeah, terrible bad chili. chili. The yeah. bathrooms got yeah. wrecked. It was a terrible. So, idea. but think about that. We would really look forward to the first Tuesday in November, and and, and I guarantee, and more people would vote if they if they didn't have yeah. to go to work. But maybe we can't handle it. Maybe the system would there'd be too many voters. And it yeah, would clog the system. When we said we want everyone, we didn't mean like everyone. <laughs> we didn't mean like every single person. Some of you could skip this. <laughs> Not everyone needs. You, don't feel yeah. obligated. <laughs> it's funny though. We go. We go. Every summer we go away. My wife has all of her family in Sweden, so we have a little little country place in Sweden, and uh, and our, our our kids are all fluent in Swedish and uh, play with their cousins. It's a, like a great, absolutely perfect getaway uh, in terms of getting a, out out of everything we know. Yeah, you know. But so we'll have these sophisticated cultural and political conversations with all the Swedes, uh, you know, after dinner and. They they can't understand why you know we do it the way we do it. Of over course, here. yeah, in various facets, you know. Um, but what? yeah, we talked about voting. They're like, oh yes, but there's all, the Swedes are always so nonchalant. Like, yes, we get an entire week to vote. <laughs> what? <laughs> so therefore, you have no excuse. <laughs> but so yeah, you can vote at any point once the, you know, and and subsequently they have you know eighty. Ninety percent turnout, or whatever. Oh they they also only have nine billion people, but yeah, I think part of the problem is just the size of yeah. America. It's we're, just we three hundred million people. Yeah. How do you? Yeah, you couldn't. How do you? Make, especially more and more as we go into an era of everything needs to be exactly the way that yeah. I envision it yeah, yeah, to yeah. my specific specifications times three hundred fifty million. <laughs> so it's just an it's just an impossible time. But that's a yeah. I, I, I don't know why there we don't give people less excuses. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it goes back to some. Obscure some, thing that right. happened in the beginning. Right. Like, well, they, they this is what they did back yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, maybe we should re-examine. Sweden sounds great, though. I would love yeah. to go to Sweden. Where do I go? Just go to Stockholm. Okay. Yep. And then that's it. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Where do I go to Stockholm and drive for about an hour? Okay. Southwest. All right. And then just. Text me, there. and I'll pick you up. Or you can take the train station. You can take the train, and I'll pick you up at the train station. Oh, that's really nice yeah. of you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. When when you pick me up, am I going to yeah. get more notes about the show? Oh, no, no. Okay. That's vacate. We're off oh, the good. clock. Okay, We're good. All, I'll, you, I'll be the nicest version of me okay, that you've great. ever seen. You'll be like, God, I wish <laughs> this Will would show up more, <laughs> would show up at the show. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, you know, we probably have conversations like, I got to be honest with you. It's so nice to hang out with you in this setting. Sure. You're such a nice, ver- nicer version of yourself. Right. You know, the, the, you know, after midnight version of Will. But but then my question is, is a hole. Yeah, but yeah. then so but then does it? Because what if we really connect? Yeah. Th- once we come back from Sweden, is that all over? And then it's back to the. There there could be a newfound understanding. Okay. You could have planted the seeds of you okay know, an evolution. You okay. Know, in the way I handle my business as a producer. <laughs> I appreciate. That. Or I could use it against you. You never know. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So this is in a very Trumpian way. I could, <laughs> I could become your worst enemy. You said yeah. I could tell you anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, mean, I didn't no, want to hear. Don't, don't be, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Take everything so yeah. little. Like, I don't know, dude. Now, I notice. <laughs> I did last night's show. I noticed no headbands. Where headbands. how many times do I have to say it? <laughs> do I need to write it on your head so you have to cover it up with a headband? Do I have to come on the show and put it on your head? <laughs> yes. During the taping. Yes, you did. That'd be really funny. You just no, didn't with say a no, word. And it's a reference to this podcast that, that no one yeah, ever. That, at some point, just for fun, you just I will do it. Just put okay. on a headband. Walk I will off. do it. Won't even reference it. And I'll just look into the camera and go, you know why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He was serious. Oh. (laughs) Are you good at keeping your uh, – because it it seems like you'd be really fun to – Work with on a on something? Does it on a movie or something? Does it yeah. do you, do you set the tone? <laughs> it seems like you're fun. It'd be fun. It seems like it'd be fun we're to work. Yeah. You know, I think I I've been told I do set the tone. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm always, you know, like I said, outside of of having allergies, yeah, <laughs> some severe head cold or something. Yeah, I'm usually I'm usually showing up to work every day, kind of. You know, getting getting the getting the team together and making sure everyone's. If anyone's an asshole, do you ever feel like you have to overcompensate? Well, that's really interesting because I don't know if I've come up against that situation. You know, uh, and and I don't know if it's because of when you work on comedies predominantly, people are usually just you know that that kind of you know in between setups as they move the camera usually riffing on or saying hello or what'd you do this weekend or right or uh doing bits behind the camera and and uh and so it doesn't it's it it doesn't usually lend itself to that kind of asshole person showing up and if they're there they usually read the room and and don't surface got know? it yeah well, I think also you so, you for so long you've gotten to work on kind of your own productions. Yeah. So, so we usually I feel know like you have a lot of control exactly. Over, we usually over what have happens. the same team of people a lot of times. But but even from a yeah, I've ne- I, you know, having that cliche kind of oh that person was not a happy camper. Uh, we we've never really come up against it. Oh, that's good. Have yeah. you ever thought about just going after some really dramatic role and some you know. In t- King Lear, yeah, yeah, like in King Lear, for example. <laughs> 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 I 
specifically King Lear. Specifically King Lear. Thank you. Have you ever thought about? Thank you for teeing that up. Have you ever thought about Gary? Sanchez I will be opening <laughs> at the La Jolla Playhouse <laughs> one night only. But in a movie, like, do you ever think? I'm still I w- not off book. I would. Um, <laughs> we are going to have our scripts in our hands. Yeah, it's no. It's not. You can't expect yeah. people to memorize this. They just talk so weird. Uh, but have you ever, have you ever thought about doing you know that? What? It's I. I end up sounding like I have no ambition whatsoever because I get that question. I literally was <laughs> was at dinner last night with some people. Someone was like, "What's your dream job? <laughs> What's the one thing you haven't done yet?" And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I think that's a healthier I, attitude. Yeah. I, I Things just usually kind of pop into my head. And I'm like, oh, that could be fun to do. Uh, but I don't know if, I've ha- if I have that one thing still sitting out there. Um, the times I've gotten to do dramatic work, it's been so much fun. And, and you know, I'm still kind of searching for those types of projects. But, you know. No matter how high you go up in the food chain, you're still put somewhat in a box right. of what you can do. And, right. And the times I've gone after specific things that were a little – a deviation, it's like, ah, oh, we love him. Don't get us wrong. We just don't know. We're going to go with Daniel Day-Lewis yeah, on yeah, this yeah. one. <laughs> or it's like, oh, I love that idea. Let me check with the eight other people. And then you never heard back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you want to check with uh, them now and put me on hold? <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, I'm happy to wait. It'll take a minute. Yeah. It'll take a minute. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to do, I'd like to do more of that. Um, at the same time, I don't take myself serious enough to have to like. Well, yeah, yeah that's. I mean, I always be like, believed in that regard. I like to use you as an example of someone whose career I very much admire and aspire to. Is like, yeah, Will does whatever he feels like he wants to yeah, do. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no. I yeah. don't ever feel like anything you do. Go, oh, ah, someone probably made him do this. Like, <laughs> oh, he wanted to. He wanted to do this beer commercial, or he wanted to totally. do this, or he wanted to do. He wanted to totally. make internet yeah. videos on yeah, Funny yeah. or Die. It just, yeah. it's it's such and a great way to lead. The way we've we've tried to approach it, and uh, and luckily the 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 people I've worked with, representative wise, have never have never tried to kind of do the agency thing of like. Over here, this could be big, right? And because I've usually gone, ah, uh, I don't know, that seems terrible. And then, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it's huge, and you've you should have done it. But, uh, but yeah, I just usually have I've just for the most part gone with my gut and and tried to do interesting, different, weird things, and then other things are just totally blatantly commercial for and super fun in that regard, and um. So it's fun to just kind of mix it up. I don't think, yeah, when I hear people go, oh, yeah. I turned this thing down and yeah. then it ended up becoming the hugest thing, I always yeah. think, well, but maybe but you, don't, you yeah. don't know if that would have happened. And it's, and it's and, and exactly, and if you were in, if I'd accepted that, maybe it doesn't work for whatever reasons. And, right. Yeah. Or maybe it keeps you from doing something else right. that actually is your yeah. is yeah. your thing. But I think the important thing is just to <laughs> not, <laughs> not be worried about what everyone else is doing. It's such a weird, because we just have no way yeah. of measuring. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you can measure it like, oh, I made X amount of dollars this year, or I was in this many movies this year. But it's still hard to gauge. Like, and am I doing right? Am I doing good? I don't it's know. hard, you know. And that is a hard thing to 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 remember to suppress that jealousy of other people in comedy, right? Because uh, you, if you, you can admire so many different people, and it can drive you crazy. Like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not as funny as them. But you just have to trust that what you do is unique, and you know. 
and everyone's kind of got their own yeah stuff going on and in their head and, it, and if and if it's so funny when you walk up to people like god i loved what you did on you did wow <laughs> i hated it or 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 <laughs> i i didn't even know anyone saw it you know so yeah we're all in our own little little bubbles comedy anyway. central had a comedy festival this weekend and uh i did a one of the things i did a set and i yeah. thought i i thought it was okay yeah. i hadn't done stand up yeah. in a few weeks and yeah. i felt off and then I saw a comic that I adore, mm-hmm. and I thought he had an amazing set. And yeah. I was talking to him after, and she was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I felt weird. I didn't like. Oh my god! It what never are you ends. talking about? Yeah, it, it never, never ends. ends. Yeah, you got to turn that that thing off. But I don't. But I feel like some of it's good to motivate yeah, you, right? True. To, to to do better. That's true. But I guess not to the extent that it completely that debilitates what right. you're what you're trying right. to do. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. Do you do you just have a folder of stuff? Of ideas that you've written down that you're like, we got to make this at some point. We got to make this. Yeah, I've got kind of a, um, I've got some things that are like being worked on. Some things that are like, oh, I got to get to that. Um, I, yeah, like I, and then, but then there are other ideas that I have, which then you're like, ah, this is a good idea. I think this is good, but it makes me tired. (laughs) 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 Thinking about the execution you know, I'm like ah, because I've, I've when we talked about stage, um, I had, I had, I had and have an interesting idea. I was I was working in London, and I was driving through the West End, and I remember when we did coming back to that Bush show that I did on Broadway, we talked about how oh that'd be fun to do it in in the West, do it in London, and see what the different. Uh, uh, reactions were how the how the if how oh, yeah. it play to a British audience and, and I, was, I was I was driving with my assistant I'm like gosh I have I just we're driving through the theaters and I'm like God, I have a really good idea but I'm afraid to say it out loud because everyone will be like you got to do it you got to do it like right now <laughs> and I don't I'm I'm I don't know how to mount it and I don't know but I I was like God we should do um we should do George Bush now. And and just do a one set idea where it's it's a uh, just a living room or a I don't know, and it's George Bush and Tony Blair just shooting the shit <laughs> and commenting on what's happening now, commenting on the mistakes they made or or whether they thought they were mistakes or not, and everyone's like that is great. And I even talked to uh, 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 Michael uh, Sheen, yeah, Michael Sheen, who's played him multiple times. He's like. Sure, I'll do it. Oh my god! Yeah, and and so, but now I'm like, oh, okay, that's a lot of work. I gotta write it. <laughs> what yeah. are they gonna? Okay, are they gonna talk about it. Oh, how do I tell my wife? <laughs> well, I'm gonna be gone for six months in London. Yeah. So anyway. you like England, right? I do. Yeah, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the kids I, think I, our uh... house is old. <laughs> we'll put them in an older house in England. <laughs> so um, I I have a lot of ideas like that that are. Yeah. Well, so what? 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 Where do you sort of fall on either side in terms of, of how? Of how like, do they get pushed to the front? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, where do you go? Okay, well, I, I still have ambition to do things, but <laughs> I, but also I don't want that to yeah. get. In the, I don't want that to get in the way of leading a happy life. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of listening to that, and it's it's also a little bit of chance and opportunity, and you know. A set of circumstances will push one idea. All of a sudden, it'll be like, "Oh, it's now become clear. We should try to do this yep. at this time." Yeah, and uh, 
Um, and in fact, yeah, we're kind of going through that right now. I'm, tr- I'm really, uh, Adam McKay is going on to, to do this movie that he's written about Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. And, but we also did a rewrite on a, on a script that was, we're producing, but we ended up rewriting the entire thing about two guys who go down to, uh, uh protect the border. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Written hopefully for myself, definitely for myself. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I. You're going to cast yourself. Hopefully I, make, I didn't really I make think the cut. Ah, you know what? I watched the tape. I'm sorry, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not we, feeling confident about me in this yeah. role. I'm going to check with eight other people. Keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have my email. Uh, but for it's your jo- email. For, for John C. Riley and I to be kind of two misguided guys who are trying to fix the, our border situation. Oh, that's and, incredible. And so um, I'm trying to get Adam to go back to back. Right. To direct that because I think that's something that it would be so timely and yeah. funny and a, a great chance of some fun satire. And he's very focused on politics at the and moment. He's, and, and, and Adam's really in a space now where and, – and I totally agree with him where he just wants to – whether it's drama or comedy, he wants things that say things, right. know, that make a statement. So, right. um, so I'm like, what about – what if we just do a quick edit <laughs> and then you jump right back in? So it'd be hopefully, easy. hopefully we can. Uh, that'd be that'd be a blast. I I think in terms of the thing with Michael Sheen, I think if you got if you just set aside a couple hours with him at some point and you just riffed as those mm-hmm. characters, you'd see if it yeah. was there or not. Yeah, yeah. And then that and then I think yeah. then it would then it would. And be. yet sometimes I I'm. I have the most success where I just I don't outline anything and I just start writing and right. I meander and I and that allows me to not you know have it be too structured in a way that's debilitating right and uh, uh, well they should get up here and they should say this or they should you know when I do that sometimes I just all of a sudden they're singing a karaoke song together right for no reason absolutely and oh. That could be really funny on stage, you know, and then get back into the conversation, you know. So, um, yeah. When you don't overthink it, it kind of yeah. the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have any uh, – I'm being told that you have two minutes because at 3 o'clock something happens. I don't know what happens. I think you have to – You're going to be so excited. What is it? Is it my taste spoon? It's – you're going <laughs> – you're finally getting. <laughs> oh my god! You're getting a gold-plated taste spoon. I can't, oh, gold-plated. Yeah, yeah. Someone's a it's good like, boy. Instead of a key to the city, you're getting <laughs> a taste spoon. A, a taste spoon. <laughs> That's so funny. Is it the taste spoon to Los Angeles? Then it's a guy. I didn't even think of it. We didn't. We just got a taste. Yeah, I guess it's just the. You taste only have spoon. about ninety seconds to it's sort the out whatever taste this taste spoon to. You know, any delicious adventure you want to go on. <laughs> wow, that yeah. that could be any city. Yeah, yeah. that's just my yeah. your town, USA. A delicious, <laughs> a tablespoon, a tablespoon to adventure. <laughs> tablespoon to adventure. By the way, Disney, if you're listening to this, don't steal that and make yeah. a ride out of it. Some because some Disney was just like because oh, he said not to do. And it. if you want to, it's Chris and I's idea. We okay? own a piece yeah. of that. Yeah. we own a piece of that delicious tablespoon. If you want to make a ride out of it we're happy to yeah sit down I got, and talk. Why, why am i tons of time why am i getting after disney i don't Please, know i don't us. know yeah yeah it's Please okay hey disney it's fine <laughs> we're we're around we got some time in between things to adventure is that what it's called to adventure was it or happiness taste spoon to adventure i think it was a delicious 
teaspoon to adventure. So whatever that means to you, you know, because I know Disney has like staff writers like they did in the forties. Uh, right. So <laughs> just sitting around. Yo, get on this. Yeah. Hey, Scoops, get on this. Sponsored by Del Monte. Sponsored by Del Monte and Winston Cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Jungle Book is sponsored by Winston Cigarettes. Cigarettes. (laughs) A clean, cool smoke. Now banana flavored. Uh, All right. Well, it was very nice of you to come by again. I assume that you have a a lot of press because the uh, movie's coming out. The house is This is the beginning. This is our first foyer into press. Into your long... Yes. But not long, probably. Just like a quick burst, I would imagine. A a concentrated two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks of... Of wonderful appearances. Going on... And uh, discussions. Going... Doing press junkets and coming up with viral clips. (laughs) All sorts of fun clips of viral... And crazy fun stories. Will, could you do something viral for it? (laughs) What? I don't... What am I supposed to... Um, I mean, I could... Absolutely. If I shit on the floor, that would go viral. Do you mean that? Is that what you mean? Poop in this cup. <laughs> but that's already been done, right? Two girls, one cup? They, t- they already did that. Shit. Every, yeah. Any, any every, good idea, see, someone's already done. Our, oh, that's why you got to jump on it. Two guys, though. Ah. Two guys, six cups? Let's, you hey. know what? People love gender swapping. Okay. So what if we gender swap? It's a and it's play two on guys, two girls, one cup. And it's the Wait for it. Two guys, one teaspoon. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Disney, cut that last part out of your <laughs> memories as we are doing this adventure. Uh, but thanks for being here, man. No, it's good to see you, you again. I look forward to getting more notes from you on, okay. um, next week. This has been enlightening for me because maybe I have been coming down too harshly. On you. What's well, not really my pay grade to show. say that? So maybe I'll reevaluate how I approach producing. Well, we'll see. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll spend see. some time in Stockholm and we'll but see how it goes. Don't get your hopes up. I know. More headbands. Yeah. More yeah. headbands. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Okay. And um, just um, see if I can find a headband. Fuck. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Norton Core, a secure Wi-Fi router for the connected home. Get the security you need and the speed you want with Norton Core. Go to norton.com slash Nerdist to save $30 if you pre-order before August 1st. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But... This story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder... Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.